Oh, Father, God, once again, thank you. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you, Lord. You're always with us, but you promised that you would be here as we would gather. And Lord, we just want to worship you. We want to praise you. We want to exalt you in this place today. We're here because of you. You've you've made a a huge difference in our lives. But we've also, Lord, we've just come to know the truth that not only that you exist and that you're God and that and that we should, again, fall at your feet in, in worship and praise because you're the great almighty. But, Lord, you've revealed so much more of yourself to us than just your power and your majesty but your incredible love that you've shown to us on the cross and your promises toward us, Lord, and your help for us as you have guided us through life, even, Lord, in our, in our faults and in our failures. You have been there, consistent, Lord, for us uh, in, in, your, in your grace and in your mercy and your compassion. You've, you've answered prayers. You've touched our lives. You've, you've walked us through difficulties. And, Lord, we just want to say thank you this morning. We want to lift you up once again here in this place. So, Lord, as we take uh, a special day here to honor one of your greatest gifts to mankind called mothers, uh, Lord, may we, may we see your hand in it all. And uh, walk away, Lord, in gratitude uh, of them and of you. And we give you all the honor and all the glory, Lord. It's through Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, first of all, let me take a quick poll here this morning. How many have had someone in your life that you called mom other than your mother? at any time growing up or whatever. A lot of hands. Uh, And how many of you ladies have been a mom to somebody that was not your child in some way, shape, or form? A lot of hands. All right. So from big sisters to aunts to grandmothers, neighbors, teachers, I believe it is those qualities that make a mom a mom that we want to celebrate today. Not to diminish any, in any way, shape, or form, the carrying and birthing of a child, which also takes an incredible amount of stamina physically and otherwise that us guys will just never know. I always say if, if it was up to Adam to have children, I think we would have had one, and that would have been the end of the human race. But... Um, but mothering is a lifelong process, isn't it? it it's, it's a lifelong deal, lifelong commitment that I believe is the true crown of motherhood. And we want to honor that as we look at one particular mother in the scriptures this morning. I'm going to share with you a message entitled The Spirit of Motherhood. Go ahead and turn to Exodus chapter 2. We're going to go all the way back into Exodus Second book of the Bible. Hit the table of contents and go up to. 
Exodus chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Now a man from the house of Levi went and took as his wife a Levite woman. The woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. And when she could hide him no longer, she took for him a basket made of bulrushes and daubed it with bitumen and pitch. And she put the child in it and placed it among the reeds by the riverbank. And his sister stood at a distance to know what would be done to him. Now the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river. And while her young women walked beside her, she saw the basket among the reeds and sent her servant woman, and she took it. When she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby was crying. She took pity on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call you a nurse from the Hebrew women to nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. So the girl went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. When the child grew older, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she named him Moses, because she said, I drew him out of the water. So if you know the story, Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, was afraid of the Israelites. Um, uh, going back a little further, Joseph had become a slave in Egypt. He was sold by his brothers. Uh, Joseph became a slave of, of Potiphar, did well till he was falsely accused, was in jail, interpreted the dream of Pharaoh, uh, told him that they were going to have seven years of, of plenty, uh, followed by seven years of severe famine. And if he would, you know, gather in and store the food up during the years of plenty, everything would be all right. Pharaoh puts him in charge, not only in charge, but makes him second only to Pharaoh in the land of Egypt. So he here he is, prime minister, um, nobody greater in all the land of Egypt, which was the ruling country of the world at that point. Uh, so no one greater in the world uh, than Joseph, except Pharaoh himself. Okay, just a, a awesome, awesome story of perseverance and faith through the difficulties. And uh, maybe we'll get to that series uh, looking at the life of Joseph. But uh, God was with him, brought him through that. And now the Israelites, Joseph's family comes into Egypt. They're welcomed with open arms uh, because Joseph is, you know, very, very prominent and has saved Egypt and, and the rest of the world from starvation. But then the Israelites start to multiply. Uh, they, they begin to grow. And up comes a Pharaoh that uh, years later that doesn't know anything about Joseph, not connected. And uh, he's looking at this race of people um, and he makes them slaves. They're not Egyptians. We're going to turn them into slaves. They become slaves in Egypt, but they keep multiplying even because, even with the uh, uh, just horrible conditions that they're under. They're, they're being worked mercilessly, but they continue to multiply. And then the Pharaoh says, hey, uh, if this keeps happening, they could outnumber us and, and get us, uh, you know, uh, 
a, a pretty sizable army together and cause trouble. So he, he makes an edict that all the baby boys in Egypt would be killed. Only, only the girls would survive, and that way they wouldn't uh, be able to amass an army. And so here they have this, this edict. All boy babies of the Hebrews are to be killed. So here is Moses' mother, uh, gives birth to a boy, and she hides him for three months. Uh, a pretty difficult task, really, because all, all the midwives were, were sworn to you know, loyalty to Pharaoh and all of that. So a difficult process uh, behind the scenes. But she gives birth to a boy, and uh, she hides him. Uh, but first of all, what I want you to see here is in verse 2. Verse 2, the woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. Notice that Bible doesn't say of its own commentary that Moses was a fine child. It doesn't say that he was strong or healthy or beautiful or anything like that. It's her who sees that he's a fine child. Isn't that just like a mom? I mean, really. Um, moms have the ability to see value, especially in their children. But, but it's, it's just, it's a gift to be able, uh, again, whether it's a biological child or a niece, or a nephew, or or one of your kid's friends that's going through a hard time, you know, you just have this ability to see value in people and to uh, to comment on it and to reassure and to encourage and to draw that out. And that is an incredible, incredible gift to see the value in others when maybe people around. Other people don't see it. Uh, have you ever heard the expression, uh, they have a face only a mother could love? Right? That's because a mother's love sees beyond outward appearance, beyond looks, or even beyond current actions. Right? How many times that we blew it, we got in trouble, we did this, we did that, we got in trouble at school or whatever, and in comes mom, and uh, yeah, we know what we've done wrong, but she is, on the other hand, right there to tell us we're better than that. We're more than that. We can do, you know, we can succeed, and she's, she's there, right? A mother's love sees inward worth, inward value, inward potential. And not only do they see it, but they nurture it. And they bring it out, don't they? Phenomenal, phenomenal part of motherhood. A mother is one that you can go to feeling bad and walk away feeling good. You can go feeling depressed or nervous or afraid or embarrassed or lonely and walk away with a smile feeling that, okay, life's all right. I'm going to get through this. You can go feeling like a nobody and walk away like a somebody. A mother is one who says you are loved 
You are special, and you can do it. You got this. Amen? Furthermore, a mother believes in someone's value and potential enough to endure personal sacrifice. Look again at the text. When she saw, verse 2, that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. Moses' mother was willing to defy the order of the Pharaoh to protect this child. And obviously, though the, the, the scripture doesn't say this, she put her life at risk. She put her husband's life at risk. She put her whole family at risk by doing this, right? Could have lost her life for sure. According to an article in Woman's Day uh, in 2009, a woman by the name of Maureen Lee and her three-year-old daughter Maya were enjoying a hike on a trail near their home located about 40 miles north of Vancouver, Canada, when an 88-pound cougar pounced on Maya. Maureen wedged herself between the animal and her child and hurled it off. She then picked up Maya and ran to a nearby house. Maya only suffered some cuts to her head and arm, and according to her father, wondered, why didn't the kitty play nice? But isn't that what we see in the characteristic of a mother? Willing to put their kids ahead of themselves? Look at it, verse 3. When she could hide him no longer, she took him she, for a basket, made a bulrushes, daubed it with bitumen and pitch. She put the child in it and placed it among the reeds by the riverbank. Moses' mother knew, however, that she couldn't hide him forever. It was only a matter of time before she and the child would be discovered. So she came up with a plan. Jacobed was her name. Uh, came up with a plan. Now, think back, if you will. How many of us sprang stuff on our mother at the last minute? Or moms, your child did it to you, right? Eight o'clock the night before, I need three dozen cupcakes for school tomorrow, right? I need a pilgrim costume for the play tomorrow. I need a science project tomorrow, right? Eight o'clock the night before. That's never been done, right? No. Dads be like, so fail and learn a valuable lesson. It's character building, right? Mom, no. She walks five miles to the store in a blizzard to get material and stays up till four o'clock in the morning sewing, right? That's mom. Makes those three dozen cupcakes. Stays up until midnight. Ah, moms. What would we do without them, right? Another characteristic of a mother I see in our text, also, actually two, um, also in verse 3. She put the child in it, that is the basket, and placed it among the reeds by the riverbank. Now, it doesn't say this. You, you have to kind of read into the text. Um, 
But you got to know that this godly woman prayed for this child. You don't just put a child in a basket and send them down the river, right? You, you, ah, boy. So, and, and you, you got to have great faith that God is going to predict. You, you, you put your, your life on the line for this child and you've just got to trust. God, you got to take care of my baby here. So two things that I see in the in the spirit of a mother is prayer and faith. How many, how many of us probably survived our teenage years on the prayers of our mothers or our grandmothers, right? I, I don't know how a lot of us made it to adulthood. Really don't. We did a lot of stupid stuff, especially guys, right? So prayer and faith. But there are times in every mother's life when they have to let go of their children, when they know that they can't control absolutely everything in a child's life. They just have to trust, right, and believe that God's going to watch over them while they continue to pray. Do you remember the first time you watched your little one step into that big, huge yellow monster and drive off to school? Not an easy day, right? Or when they had their first overnight, or they put their cleats on for the first time and stepped out on that field with guys, you know, two or three times their size, and you just knew, God help them, right? Yeah. Mom's got to have faith. Nevertheless, moms have kind of long arms, too. You notice that? Look at verse 4. And his sister stood at a distance to know what would be done to him. Whose idea was that? Come here. Stand right there. Watch your brother. Do it at a distance. I don't, I don't want him to see you. Okay? Watch him. If he moves, you move. But I want you to watch and report back to me. Who, what's her idea, right? Moms have ways of keeping tabs on things even when you don't know she's doing it. Kind of like those uh, extra set of eyes in the back of their heads, right? Moms are sneaky. (laughs) My mom, for example, established such a strong relationship with my kindergarten teacher. I don't know why she would think she'd have to do that, but they still wrote to each other decades later. Decades later, they were writing letters back and forth. They were on the Christmas card list and and all that kind of thing, keeping in touch. So moms, uh, a lot of times with relationships, but moms kind of have far-reaching arms and eyes. And I know this morning that I have only scratched the surface. There are so many characteristics of a mom that we could get into this morning. Um, all kinds of scriptures, all kinds of uh, moms from the Bible that we could look at. We haven't even mentioned um, the the, the cheerleading, the unconditional love and support um, that not only benefits us, but teaches us compassion for others, teaches us empathy, teaches us uh, how to see that value in other people. 
just a, a marvelous, marvelous gift that God has given us. So the question this morning, where did moms get all these wonderful qualities from anyway? I see a, I see a finger pointing up. Genesis 1:27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. I love this. I love this. God created male and female in his own image. Both, despite what culture will tell you, there's nothing wrong with men. And, and I want to, uh, I'll throw in a little rah-rah uh, uh, for men here this morning on Mother's Day because it uh, always seems like, you know, you go to church and on Mother's Day it's like, yay, moms. And on dads it's like, you got to do this, you got to do this, you know. Um, uh, no. The characteristics of male, even though we're fallen and sometimes we get it wrong, um, male characteristics are from God, and they need to be celebrated as well. Amen? But female characteristics also from God, from him. We need to understand... um, as we focus on moms, biological or otherwise, and the incredible blessing that they are, not only in our lives, but in in life in general, in society in general, all that you bring. But we also need to understand this morning that who a mom is reveals to us who God is in a special way. These qualities belong to God. We, we, We see God often in that uh, he, he's given the, the, the male um, pronoun, if you will. But he is the all in all. And these characters that, that women have, that mothers have, are also characters in Almighty God to the ultimate. The nurturing, the compassion, the caring, Right? He who sees values, who sees value in us, even when others around us don't, even when we ourselves are kind of down on ourselves and don't see very much value, God sees value in us. He who so loved the world, a world that was living in opposition to him, living independent from him. Living against his will and against his purposes, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? Saw value enough. Jesus saw value enough to give his life for us on the cross. The God who puts us before himself when he suffers and dies on that cross so that we might live. Pain, incredible. The, the the bearing the weight of our sin, right? We we see that in our moms, don't we? They they, they bear the weight of the stuff that we're going through to help to encourage us. He bore the weight of our sin that we might live. And the God who has long arms, the God who is at work 
in our lives, who keeps watch over us, who, who provides for us, cares for us, even when we don't know that it's happening, right? These are all characteristics of the Lord this morning. So to the mothers here, moms, uh, biological and otherwise, thank you sincerely for all that you do to make this world a better place, to, to, to make families a better place, to make the church a better place, to, to make society a better place. Uh, we just want to take today to honor you for all that you do. And thank you uh, in a special way for showing us the character of God, for reminding us who he is, that we might be strengthened and encouraged in our faith. Amen? Amen. Let's pray this morning. Oh, Lord, once again, we look to you, thanking you, God, for this gift of mothers, for the blessing for our lives personally, um, whether it's our biological moms, whether it's a friend's mom, whether it's an aunt, a big sister, whatever, Lord, those that you've put in our lives to nurture, to encourage, to show compassion, unconditional love, thank you, Lord, for them as they've touched us so deeply. And Lord, thank you for using them so mightily to reveal yourself to us. That we might look to you when we're down, when we're depressed, when we're feeling like we're, we're washed up, when we're lonely, Lord. That we might know that you see incredible worth and value in us. That you see our potential that you are there to help us and to enable us to be all that we can be. That you love us unconditionally. That you're with us, that you're for us. Thank you, Lord, for all of these things. We give you the praise and all the honor most awesome name we pray. Amen and amen.